talking about? Let's go back to the time when your nigga used to trip. By the time we spent, girl, when we were just friends, it was all friendly on my end. Even though I look forward to seeing you again, like, am I seeing you again? When are we speaking again? Shit, you look good with the ink in your skin. Hood, but you far from the streets you was in. No, he don't like it. He don't like it. This was the perfect timing. Love you. I'm certain I can. Talking about you like a queen, making as if you even never mattered. And you a bad bitch, you keep getting badder. This ain't the side nigga anthem. I've been straightforward, he's going backwards. No longer friends, Bryson Hiller. Hmm. I don't really know said, man. Girl, <laughs> welcome to Termagent Talk, a weekly walk through the minds of two hip-hop heads that happen to be women. I am Goody. And I'm Chantel, and sorry to that man. He sounded like he was struggling in those lyrics, um, but I don't know. He was struggling. I have always Girl. skipped Bryson Tiller uh, on the music. To listen to this song. Yeah, I'll do that. I will do my research. No, it's done to the smoking cigarettes um, beat from Tweet. Mm. That was a good one. It was. And he is all in. He's talking about this ain't no side nigga anthem. Oh, yes, the hell it is. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> The people that you're repping in this anthem, this is side nigga anthem. You about to have a meltdown, my friend. You it's, don't even know it yet. Sounds like somebody's struggling, struggling, struggling. They, girl, how how have you been? What's been up with you? What what am, you've been doing? I am well. I am here. I am alive. We are recording uh, from remote locations. In case there's a sound quality, just so you guys know what's good, we are recording via telephone because motherfuckers are busy uh we work we live we we do and this is how we're doing it this week so thank you guys for joining us and allowing us to go inside your ear holes for another week we got a really good show set up for you uh we got a lot to talk about so much has gone on um want to thank everybody for listening to and downloading the episode from last week um i know that the beginning of the episode was kind of Disjointed because we literally got the news of Kobe Bryant's passing as we were pressing the button to hit record. And um, we've both been regaled. And everyone, I'm sure you guys have been regaled with all manners of Kobe Bryant talk and um, tributes and art, good art, bad art. Uh, The bad art at least kind of puts the laughter back into things because some of these people need to put their pens down. Pens down. Yes, yes. What are um, they calling them? Niggas with crayons? Niggas with crayons. There's a picture. Somebody said it looked like Martin and um somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> Wait, which which Martin? Fat Martin? Or no, you know, Martin Marty Ma. Marty Ma. Yeah, but like fat Martin, like because you know, Martin done put on some weight. No, he's smaller now as because remember when I went to that event for the Bad Boys 2 movie, he put on that weight for the movie. Oh, he needed to be fat as a bad boy. No. Did you see the movie yet? No. Okay, so you don't even know what you're talking about. So Martin's character... I see the commercial. He looked plump as fuck. Yeah, he was plump because the point is is that um, Marcus is ready to retire. And he's getting older. So he's gotten older. He's retired. 
He's not working. So he's put on a little weight. He's not as fast as he used to be. Blah, 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 blah. Come on. This is relatable. Everybody don't look the same as they did 20 years ago. Now, some people are bigger, smaller, the same, but most people look different. And when we went to the Apollo event and we saw them speak, they he looked like regular Martin. But yeah, he Oh, he, okay. So he slowed down. He 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 slimmed back to Martin before well, he, gave, he was formed. Well, no, because Martin, if you look back at bad boys, Martin was wild frail. Like yeah. wild frail. Yeah, no, he's not frail, but he just looks like um like fine. In the movie, he looks like with extra weight because that's the, the uncle point. weight. Uh, that's what you, you'd be like. Oh, he's she got her auntie weight long. on. Yeah, he's supposed he to. He got be his uncle weight, weight on. Yeah, and for the movie, he's supposed to be washed. In real, in real life, he's not very washed at all. Um, but getting back to the Kobe Bryant thing, I did want to point out something about Kobe Bryant that I don't know that people have had opportunity to break through, break down. Kobe and that class. Those classes of uh, NBA players, they are like the hip hop NBA players, like really, really. Like, if you think about Kobe and Allen Iverson and um, those guys and the type of ads that they were doing, because remember, it was like um, Grant Hill was like the good guy. Like, the, do you know a lot about the NBA? Yes. Yeah. So, like, at that time, I was a fan. I'm a Nick fan. So, right now, I can't be watching it all serious like that. Right. But know, remember, Grant was like more clean cut. Like, yeah. But then, like, and Kobe was kind of clean cut too, but he was from Philly and he went to the prom with Brandy. So, he was kind of. He, like, he had a bit of an edge. Yeah. Like, he had a bit of an edge. Um, and a lot of them, and not even the edge, they were just reflective of their time and they weren't choosing to try to be. And, and also, it was so young. I mean, Kobe came into the league as a person fresh out of high school. So right. he's like a really young guy. Um, and he just came out there doing, was into whatever he was into. And I, I, it was just one of those things that I noticed, like him. Um, I heard, uh, I listened to Mark Lamont. It was, it's funny how time works. Because I listened to two podcasts over the course of the last week that were recorded mm-hmm. prior to Kobe's passing that refer yeah. to him. And... It's wild because Mark Lamont Hill, noted uh, intellectual Philadelphia person, professor um, at Temple. Um, I think he's a host on BET. He actually grew up with Kobe Bryant and through high school, they would play um, like high school basketball together and Uh listen to him speak about like that time in their life. And who he was as a person before he passed. And this was, yeah, okay. This was before he passed. Um, it just so happened that that was the, this week was the week where that podcast was coming out. And even though you know Kobe Bryant had a, a reputation for being a motherfucker, there was a lot of people who he did fuck with and that fucked with him. Um, that had like a lot to say in it, and it seemed like the people who fucked with him admired him. He was a worker. Right. Um, and sometimes I sometimes when you a motherfucker because you don't fuck, I don't fuck with you like that. <laughs> like, like, I fucks with them like that. Yeah, I'll fuck with you like that, and I'm not going to fuck with you like that. And then the other good, the other good thing that came from um, a, a light that came from the Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant's passing um, was the hashtag girl dad. Yeah, uh, your your dad was a girl dad because it's just you and Malik. Yeah, yeah, he was a girl dad, and 
to see all the different a, a father every time. So you know, I wasn't really a big Kobe Bryant person in terms of like game, and he wasn't like my NBA guy. Um, I was more of an Allen Iverson I mean, person. You could but, respect him based on well, his drive, but and still be like, but he's not my guy. No, it wasn't even really like that. But seeing him retire and seeing him with his daughter, really, especially his daughter Gigi, who also passed, rest in peace to her as well. Seeing them together and like doing, like just having their time, I'm like, oh, that's his daughter. Like he's got four kids, but that's mm-hmm. but that's daughter. the one that that's the one we'd be like, all right, you take them. I'm gonna go. She and I. Yes, yes. We're going to um, we gonna have some ice cream. We're gonna bring some back for y'all, but she's yes. gonna help me carry it from the car. Right, right. Like you have she coming in the store with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you understand what I'm saying, where it's like mm-hmm. sometimes people just have a spiritual because uh, it was funny, me and I tend to as I get older I tend to believe that soulmates are not always a romantic thing I think it's Correct. more that. and sometimes you know mother child father child are soulmates sometimes friends are soulmates and sometimes you, you know sometimes th- there's just this connection that just I don't know I, I would love to learn more about it but that could have been just his his like his his soulmate like his ace boom coon like he or just maybe seemed- the one who related the most to him in the house, yeah. like you know. Yeah. And I um, imagine you got four kids and a wife. You want you need an ally, right? Yeah. So my my mom had two kids prior to being with my dad, but my parents together have four girls. Mm. Um. You know, I was the second try because you know they were trying for the boy. Mm. Um, the boy never came. Um, mm-hmm. and when and when Kimberly, that's the last one, was born, um, she became my dad's uh little shadow. Mm-hmm. It was she went everywhere with him. You right. know, she dressed like a boy. Um mm. you know, she we used to jokingly say to her, Remember when you were a boy? Like when she was six, and she'd be like, <laughs> I used to be a boy, we know I hear you was a boy. But I'm 11 <laughs> years older than her, right? So, right. like, the whole idea of a girl dad, and like, I get it. I'm, you know, I'm one of six, but I'm also, I'm simultaneously one of four. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. And the cool thing about girl dads is um, no one ever applauds them for being the father of all of these daughters. You know, I don't, uh- I don't know. Before this hashtag, anyone was ever applauding girl dads. You know what I'm saying? It's always like, well, damn. No, no, because we got. Were they? It stays within the theme of our pod. Our boy Nas, who, while we've decided, anyway, our boy Nas has a song called Daughters on his Life is Good album. There's been some moments and times where people really kind of. No, no. That's him celebrating being a father to a daughter. But mm-hmm. when people see you having all of these children and still Nas is not a girl dad because he has a son. Yes. Yeah, when people see you keep having the girls. Wait, wait, wait. No, I don't think that that's what the hashtag means. And I think that there was some confusion with that too. It's just being the father to a daughter would make you a girl dad. I don't think you could, you had to well, only. The way I interpreted the story yeah. was when, you know, when people would ask him when is he going for the next so he could have the son. 
Mm-hmm. He'd be like, he was like, I would have a million daughters if I if I need. Everyone could be a daughter. That's not really. I don't take that to mean. Oh, I have a daughter and a son. I take that to, to be a girl dad is a very specific thing. And maybe because your parents stopped at two, it's different for you. But because I watched my parents go for the second one, I mean, sorry, go for the third one and then go for the fourth one. Like they were getting, like my dad was getting like, oh, you ain't even having no sons. Oh, another girl. Oh, another girl. Like, you know, he was getting flat from his brothers. He was getting flat. That wasn't the case for your dad. Because all of us are girls. No, that's mm. my dad so my is father's brother has girls. Like all of us on the branch side, there was no boys. It was all girls. So my my Funny. dad, my dad is one the old. So he was the first one having kids. And two, my grandmother had eight children, and only two of the eight were girls. So I don't know if the expectation was that there would be boys. But, you know, uh, I, myself, and Kimberly, until Premier came along, my son, were the boys. You know what I mean? Like, granted, my brother's always been around. But if you want to get technical, and you know, my father always treated him like his child. But if you want to get technical about what what is actually in his bloodline, then it, it would be my rough around the edges behind, Kimberly's rough around the edges behind, and then smooth premiere. So. Yeah, no, it's all, we are all a, a wild pack of banshees, all girls with all, yeah, no. There's no need. We was by the time it all worked out, there was, we were we were raising enough hell that there was no necessary. There wasn't. There was a oh, the only necessary. thing a boy could do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drive was, was more crazy. I and mean, eventually, my uncle um eventually had a son, but that was like when we were all big and grown. But yeah, when it was when we were all growing up, it was all girls, and we drove my grandmother nuts. Um, which. I think she was expecting like tea, tea, tea sets and, and crinoline. And it was just running up the walls the same way boys run up the walls. So there's that. But I, I just think it's nice that fathers and daughters got another opportunity to, to display and demonstrate their connection. That a daughter is not a... What I appreciate about Kobe Bryant is that a daughter is not a booby prize. Um trying for a boy is not necessary. You have four healthy children. Um, girls are not a throwaway. And I think that that's the sense that, or the, the sentiment that the girl dad hashtag was bringing about, that it is, it's, it's something to be proud of, that you don't have to kick your daughter to the curb if you have a son and vice versa. So, um, you know. I enjoyed was, it. It was... I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it. I I, I definitely felt um, I, I was touched to see how many people were so proud of their girl children because again we live in a patriarchal society where daughters are a burden. So to see that not be, you know, not be something that's being portrayed, even if even though it's in the wake of a terrible tragedy, 
I just think it's really beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah I, that, that, I that rocked shit, out with it. Yeah, that that Kobe Bryant shit is is going to be a long. This is not. We're not done. You know, his funeral has not occurred. Um, no one's funeral has occurred, and I think that when we get into that, that's the second phase of the sad, the sad news. Um, we did get a break from the news, I guess, because there was also the Grammys. And there was a lot of music news related to the Grammys. There was the Super Bowl. So, what do you want to get into first, music or I mean, sports? Let's get into the, the music overlap. because uh, we could get into the music because for me. If we're talking the Grammys, I had to turn that thing off. Yeah. When um after I, Usher's uh Prince no. tribute, I was like, yeah, no, they, I cannot. Isn't there a point where I was like, what's going on here? Please tell me that's even Sheila E on the <laughs> the drums in the back because none of this makes sense to me. After that comment I made to you, I was like, yeah, no, I'm so- out. In light of the Grammys, the Grammys is kind of boring. Um, I think we can agree that it was boring. We, I probably both of us gave too much time to it. It went very long. Um, but the thing that we were we talked about before we turned the mics on, and we've been talking all week, is just about the different little bits of backlash from Puffy's speech that he gave. Remember, Puffy, jumped, Puffy Saturday night, Puffy jumped up in front of the people and called up in front of them. You have 365 days to get your shit together because you can't keep taking from us and you take from black people and you take and you the game is unfair and it's not balanced and it's bad, 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 yada, fucking yada, yada, yada. And you know what? That goddamn square-headed Mason Betha came through fucking shimmying his shoulders with a nice, long, Seymour-ass text for Puffy's ass last week. Now tell the Girl. people what what Mace came through and said. Oh Lord, give me a second because I got to read it. Just give him the crux of it. Okay, Mace was basically see. like, "Sir, I see that you are now all about black excellence, and you are demanding that the Grammys and the white folks that like to watch us entertain do right by us. But you mm-hmm. know what would be better than them doing right?" us doing right by each other and you my friend can start by selling me my publishing I tried to buy my publishing from you I offered you 2 million for it and you told me you wouldn't give it to me until unless I could match the European man who was giving you money for it and I also have the the, the opportunity to wait until I'm 50 years old now that sir because you only paid 20000 for it. What's up? Do right by me. And let's do right by the world. Because I'm tired of showing up to all of these events. And acting like everything's cool. Because every, I look crazy if I don't show up. Like, what's wrong with Mason Betha? What's up, Finn? And, um, wow. Because, you know, so, you just gave this right. speech. Now, Goody, we are both yeah. peers. Right? Yes, we are. So mm-hmm. We remember, okay. We remember like, the times. Okay, so because like I like you know I know that everybody thinks Puffy is like he's a really nice man, and I'm sure he's a really nice man, and I'm sure he's a lovely person. But like May saying this is not is did it shock you? And no one was surprised. No, no, no. People were no. surprised. 
We, you, oh, me. We young people surprised. were surprised. Sean John's, Sean John fans, maybe? No, they weren't surprised. Girl, I don't um, know, but I know that there are a lot of people who are not knowledgeable, willfully ignorant. They don't remember Let the Locks Go. Um, they know. don't remember Tanya Blunt's career going down in flames oh. before all that talent. Oh, man. Um, Shout out to Sherry Dennis, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shoot. Black Rob. Well, Black Rob seemed like maybe some of that was, you know. Him? Maybe. What about uh, Craig Mack? You think that was him, too? Uh, He's not with us anymore. Yeah, but, you know, um, these are all people who should be, or should, the people we named were so talented that they should have been bigger than what they became. So... (sighs) But we all heard the whispers, the mumblings. We've all sat across from people who got into some really messed up bad boy deals. Mm-hmm. And the locks were lucky enough to um, be like, yo, check this out. Yo, I want to do this. And actually have him say, you know what? Maybe I don't want to do this. With um, you guys. But everyone right. else is going to take it. Right. So let's first discuss what happens like from the creative perspective. Yeah, because um, you know, I work I work for someone who I work in a space where I'm around people who are art who are artists and I believe are former artists. Um, you know, New York is full of talented people. And I think that sometimes people are like, you know, you have to be mindful of what you sign or you have to cannot kind of be vigilant. Like I've got more friends and associates in my life that have had opportunities and access to contracts. And many of them, I would say a lot of them, depending on what their background was, might have took a second look. They weren't lawyers and maybe read one thing that just felt weird and was like, I can't do this. Or there's other people who got caught up into shit and it, and it, and it, it can hobble you. Um, for me personally, um, first time I got a horrible contract, It wasn't necessarily, I didn't know what was going on, but what I didn't like was what was being used to get me to sign. So what would happen is, you know, you'd meet people, you know, you'd meet other creatives, producer, and the producer would have a manager and they'd be like, yo, you're dope, let's go, let's sit in the studio, let's work. And back then it wasn't what it was now. Like if you had equipment and you could record, that was a big thing. Even the you know, there's the big studios like Quad mm-hmm. Studios. So if you didn't have the 325 or whatever seemingly ridiculous amount at as a 20-year-old to go record, then right. there were people who were like, there's smaller sets that you could get. But still, these smaller sets, they cost like, uh, to put a good setup, like maybe mm-hmm. eight to 10000 And this is very low. You know, this mm-hmm. is in the closet with like foam and Mm-hmm. Very, you know, um, I I had none of this. But then you meet somebody and they're like, yo, let's, you know, you sh- we should work together. And you're like, oh, cool. And, and they give you a beat. And the beat's dope. And you're killing the beat. You wrote your lyrics. You're killing the beat. You go and you record. And it, they master, you know, they, they master it. They edit it. It's great. You hear yourself. You're like, holy smoke. I yeah. am dope. They are dope. We are dope. And then they're like, then you're like, yo, can I get a copy of that? And they're like, because, yeah. you know, 
from from your perspective as the artist, it's like I never told y'all I would. You want to work with me like I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, then they start. They hold. You, I have so many vocals kind of being held by people. Anytime my name becomes a big thing, there's going to be people coming out the woodwork with like, oh, I got this, so we recorded this. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the first time that I got a bad contract, I, I, it was what you were trying to hold against me, and I've never been the type of person that you could hold something like that over me. I, I have always been like, yo, maybe not my way or the highway, but I don't like anything that seems sideways and I'll leave this alone. And you know, I was cocky. I was like, yo, I'm nice. I'll write more lyrics. So I'll find somebody else and put my beat, my my, my verses over their beats. Like, fuck mm-hmm. this. I don't have to do this. I didn't like it. But when you look at the contract, you know, that was the first thing that made me say, hey, you need to read up. So I read up. And I, I know I was like 20 reading. I, I'm trying to remember um, when, how to get a record deal, the book came out. But if it wasn't that book, it was, and that's by Wendy Day of Rap Coalition. We mm-hmm. spoke about her before. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that book came out. So if it wasn't her book, it was something else that said, hey, if you see this verbiage in a contract, be leery. Yeah, but the, by the so time what kind of verbiage? She put that yeah, book- go ahead. You know, mm-hmm. think about how many people have already got screwed. And I'm not yeah. talking the Cole, the Cole Cross got screwed. Yeah, but they got screwed because they, no one really understood the business of the business. Right. I'm talking about everybody who's post-Golden Era. Post-Golden mm-hmm. Era, people still were getting screwed. But, and post-94, people were still getting screwed. And that kind of brings us back to Puffy and Bad Boy and, you know... Raping You Records is a skit on fucking the Lox's album. Mm-hmm. The shit is from, I believe it's on We Are The Streets, and I believe that we just discussed We Are The Streets being 20 years old last week. Yes. Now, yes. so here we are, 20 years later, you're making this speech, you're putting, quote-unquote, white folks or the establishment on notice, and you still haven't gotten right with your folks. That's arrogant. This is my thing. When I heard the speech, I was happy to hear the speech because I thought that that speech and other things we have been witnessing or mm. seemingly mm. seeing like what I thought that what meant that we had turned the, the corner stuff? what did I tell you about the other shit we were seeing and when you were yeah. like isn't it so sad and I was like not really mm. like I hate to be taxed on about it oh free tax every day all day free tax free tax I hate to be taxed on about it but no because some of it feels self-serving and it's always been that. Yeah. But, you know, I was trying to be an optimist and hoping mm-hmm. that we were turning a corner. But again, like you said, that is arrogant. If you haven't mm-hmm. gotten right with, like, there's not many still around that were as popular right. as Mace for Bad Boy. Right. And you don't see them on, because you know, you know me. You know my Instagram. I follow all manners of foolishness and then all kinds of other shit. I follow a lot of, I'm just going to use them as an example. It's not to say that they are treated any better or any less. We can feel free to argue if you want to fucking argue about it. But, and however, I see a lot of the former Rockefeller Records people still doing shows, which means they are earning a living out here 
booking shows, performing together, performing separately, freeway, fucking Beanie Siegel got one goddamn lung, and that motherfucker is booked and busy. Sometimes you see Chris and Neith, this one, that one, and the third. Now, I don't know what the situation is, because I heard someone, and I, it could have been a rumor, I just read it on Twitter, that um, something about the masters aren't like held. They don't hold masters on that side the same way Bad Boy did. But Bad Boy okay. was also, you know how it's like a, a they he was artist second, businessman first. Yes. And I think maybe with Rockefeller, there might have been a reverse. Artist first, businessman second. Yeah. But then I kind of get a little bit um, concerned when I see artists performing, performing, performing. Flashback to De La Soul. If they don't perform, they don't eat. Right. Right? Well, their deal so, is so fucked up, but is it, and, and we should explain to the people, so De La Soul made one, one of the most important albums of the golden era of hip-hop, which most people will argue is 1990 to 1994, right? The album right. comes out in 89, June of 89, but they they would definitely fit in in golden era. But the problem is they that did. Tommy Boy didn't clear any of their samples. Is that what happened? Tommy Boy didn't clear any of their samples because the 89 to 90 was this really uh, odd time where in 89 or mid 89 they were shaking hands to do these deals to have you know they were instead of clearing samples they were shaking hands but by 90 it was like no there's a business associated with this and it has to be paperwork some copyright lawyer got a hold of it and realized that they could make some good billing by by rousting it up and I, i don't i don't begrudge that person because that was someone else's property that was someone else's creativity and they should be paid for it but so what you're saying is that for all of these years, this this 20, 30 years that we've been seeing De La Soul on tour, festivals, doing this, doing that, you feel like some of that has to do with the fact that because they couldn't get royalties from their money, excuse me, from their work, from their bars, from their lyrics, from the songs that they wrote, they've had right. to just go out and do performances. But, yeah, and that's how they're eating. Now what sucks now is like now artists are stuck in these deals where the label makes money off of all that stuff that that didn't exist for them back then, right? Sixty. No, that didn't exist for them right. back then. Lucky for them, but yeah. um, what? So what did exist was for them to finally wake <laughs> up. That's why when they move, movements aren't necessarily um fan friendly. Mm-hmm. So you have to be a cult fan to kind of really right, right, right. By you know, like you can't stream them. That that's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah, well, that stuff is not on streaming because Tommy Boy won't put it up though. And then they couldn't. Tommy Boy can't put. They absolutely. Tommy Boy can't find anyone who will put it up because they'll be sued because, because they the sample. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And yeah. it, it well, Jay Z because they could act Tommy because you know they fit the album's been around that they they paid off whoever they needed to pay off for the royalties, but now. Tommy Boy gets ninety percent of everything made on the album, so and De La Soul, these three men, get to split ten percent amongst the three of them. Yeah, that's not good. So Jay Z's like, I absolutely will not be streaming this. I don't care how many times you ask. And then a lot of the so Jay Z says that, and Jay Z's influential in all the ways we know him to be influential. Mm-hmm. And then Nas says it, and while Nas doesn't have the same kind of um, music industry influence. Well, in title and stuff. He don't own title he or things Mexico. like that. 
he owns Mass Appeal, but is Mass Appeal a streaming like tight is title and Spotify right now, right? Title, Spotify, Apple Music, right? Yeah, These are the major three streaming. So, but actually, I don't think title is a major. I so, think YouTube, so is that I think YouTube is still uh, the yes. number one streaming service. Um, and then uh, and then Spotify, then maybe um. Uh, SoundCloud. You probably still see more traffic on SoundCloud than you see there. Well, all but of that to say this. You, I want to ask Go you, ahead. so you hear him, he gives a speech, Mace comes out, people start yelling at Mace, telling Mace, shut the fuck up, you sign his shit, you was whatever, and then the other people are screaming, Puffy's still a fucking snake. So people screaming, Puffy's still a snake, it's like, oh, so y'all remember what we right. used to say. But what do you think now with more adult eyes? And it's so difficult because he signed those deals when you're 18, 19 years old. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you I'm, I'm going to come away? back to the age. I'm going to come back to the age of the thing mm -hmm. in a second. But I've heard the argument that um, Puff isn't 100 percent wrong. Yeah, I've heard he, that. He too. is wrong, well, he's but not 100 percent wrong, wrong because not. one, you did sign this paperwork, but two. Everything you are, you brought who you are to the table, but I amplified who you were to the point where money. That mm -hmm. could be argued. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that Puff did, even though they might, might think his contribution was small, like coming into the studio and being like, nah, we need more, we need more cowbells. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, some people say, that's not big to say you need more cowbell, but some people be like, yo, cowbell made that fucking song though. Right. right? right, right, right so right. people that Puff has a, a touch of touch that in, in in addition to who you are as an artist, what you can write, you know, that I'm, I I gave you power, so to speak. You, you have a good okay, like, cool. that fair though, like, because that was a long time ago. So we had Harlem World. So had, then there's the it? part. And then there's the money I fronted you for all of the things. Okay. Right? That's the part we all and I then, but, about part. But this is the, this is this is what I will say. Puff is well within his right to sit down and say, Hey Mason, while you are right, you wrote a lot of these songs. And you should own your publishing. Your publishing is a decent part of my network. And while I'm not going to give you 100% of that for $2 million, let's sit down and discuss what is a what's fair and reasonable. Mm -hmm. You can say that. You can have that discussion. Right. Um, and it would be a fair discussion. Right. What you cannot do is give that speech that you gave about <clears throat> black excellence mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. black music and black artists not being respected. You right. cannot give that speech in simultaneous to what was being done by others. Right, 100%. I'm with you on that. Like you can't. You there's no way you can do that. You you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't even have the balls to get up on that stage and do that if you know that there's somebody who could write that that tweet. Of you course. just shouldn't. But arrogance, and also, if you're in a place in a space where you have people keep all kinds of secrets for you, 
then then doing this is really nothing. And I'm not saying that to make him sound like some deep, dark, scary person, but I'm just saying that as people, money associates people to be quiet. And the more money you more money you accumulate and the more influence you accumulate allows you to get away with things that are full on fucking wrong. And sometimes get, you get away with it being wrong and you have so much clout that you don't even, no one's even going to tell you you're wrong. And that's when you know you've turned a weird corner. Right. Um, so you're, you're surrounded by yes men? Yeah, I don't know who's in his life. I don't know what or whatever's going on. But you can even see it in smaller scales. You'll see somebody who just got, who has, um, you know, 5,000 fucking Instagram followers and you can't tell a motherfucker shit. So, right. like, the idea that people cannot be told anything and then you make decisions that affect other people's lives. Now, my problem with Mace is that I imagine that when you walked off, you walked off in the middle of a contract, you left, you hid or whatever, and then you went and you went to church. He, you didn't go he to got church. church immunity. But he didn't take a vow of poverty. You went to church and you got rich in the church. Right. Because you got so many. Wait, he was trying. Mace was trying to use the congregation money to buy back his publishing? Mm -hmm. They better check the ties. They better no, check. No, Mason. No. But, so, uh, but the thing of it is, that it was like a pylon because before Mace released what he had to say, Police kind of jumped out and was like, yeah, so the Neptune stole my publishing. That was the bottom line of what she said. Yes. And I know people think that she's a person who's prone to the drama, but I believe that... I, I, you know what I wonder? Did they all go to, like, whatever was the version of fucking legal Zoom in 1990-fucking-whatever and just pull down whatever contract was just, like, available and have people sign it? Like, no. was it ignorance or was no. it... Was it? It wasn't ignorance. Um, it was predatory, and it was okay. only predatory from the perspective of. Um, by time the Neptunes were doing it, uh, Puff had already done it. You follow what I'm saying? Like you, could, you saw what you could get away with, and you, what the major labels got away with, and you did it too. And it was, you know, some of the tricky, some of the tricky things that you see, you know, it's not always the percentages because, you know, the untrained eye is, is, is taught, even if you're not trained at what you're looking at on a contract, mm -hmm. you are taught to make sure that your manager is not getting any more than 15 to 20. Mm -hmm. And you are taught to make sure that maybe a producer isn't getting any more than 10. This is back when the producer was just giving you a beat and you were, mm -hmm. you know, you were doing most of the things. The industry shifted a bit. Um, so that's not where the trick was coming in. The trick comes in where they're like, and we're going to need eight albums from you. Wait, what? Because right. it takes a lot to do one album. It could right. take years to do one album. And some people like it's only mega stars that we see get into the the, the eight and nine album. So basically, yeah. what they're telling what they're telling you is, without saying it, this relationship we have maybe it'll be successful together, or mm -hmm. maybe you'll stop. Maybe you'll stop rhyming. But in the event that you happen to start rhyming with somebody else, and you, you hit a lick. Until I get my seven or eight albums. Right. Because now, what's the name O's, right? Right. 
uh, Lauren, right? She yeah. can't put yeah, because she's so old. Mace, right. I'm a thing, and I don't want us to spend a, a forever on this, but I think this is worth the talk. Is that, yeah, Mace owes. So maybe that's the reason. Like when you look at it from both sides, but like still, you could have sat this person down and had a conversation. Everything doesn't have to be held forever. This is not say like this is not indentured servitude. So like if he still owes and y'all could not come to a thing, maybe you could have a conversation about how we're gonna end this. You know what I mean? Like, how are we going to cut these ties so you don't owe me anything? Because that means the relationship can never have any purity. Excuse me. And because that's like, if somebody's offering me $20 million for it and you're offering me $2 million, we got to have a different question, friend. Also, that means somebody's interested in your shit and maybe we need to start working. Correct. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, oh, you're no. still performing, so you don't I have just, a problem working with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it bad. And I know that people dismiss Khalees because she's loud. Um, but that's got to suck for her, too. That well, first what, album. That I, I'm going to. but I, Yeah, I know you're, you're 19 signing this paperwork. But I, too, was 18, 19, 20. Getting these contracts and saying, uh-uh, I don't feel right here. Yeah, but I'm not signing this shit. But the thing of it is, is that these people are the gatekeepers to your dream. And yeah, they were dream, they, they were always gatekeepers to, to right. the dream. The only but, thing is, I, I'm be honest with you, I don't know if I could have sat up there with all that Neptune's production and been like, nah, fuck that. No. <laughs> I don't know if I could have walked away from Neptune's production. See? But what she she was like, I said to her, you signed the paperwork. She said, I signed based on what we said. That sounds stupid. Yeah, but we she said that they told her. We're not asking them to solve scientific equations. These people are people who are creative people who write, sing, dance. So maybe they didn't get it. But at some point, she told they. Stopped. She said they told her we will split this three ways. And uh, honestly, at the time, they were producing heavy, and you knew, but nobody knew what a super producer was. I'm thinking mm -hmm. that from the vocalist perspective, be like, nah, you just put in the beat there. Like, nah. What I find interesting because I looked at this and um, unlike Puff, where Puff can say, hey, if you are better without me, go be better without me and let me see what that looks like. There's mm -hmm. not many people who walked from Puff who was better without him. Let's see what it looks like. How many of those we have? Like we, we, Mary was with him, and then she's without him, and she's Mary J. But there's not many of those. Kalisa's album without the Nept did way better than her albums with them. Yeah, and she's got a European. Um, well, now she's talking about being on her farm, and that's the thing. It's like Kalisa's lived a charm life, but if she wrote those songs, and she can't every time if they if Geico wants to put milkshake in a, in, a, in an ad, and that's how some people live. But milk, know, they're not milkshake. Yeah, they she stepped away. She stepped away from them and didn't allow them to have anything to do with her third album. Oh, so they're um I hate They might say. have done a song. Yeah, they're yeah, I hate you so um, much, right? They're not milkshake. Along with you, which I yeah. think is her best song. Um, I think I want to get along with you is Kalisa's best song. Milkshake, I know, I mean, excuse me. I hate you so much right now. People like go so crazy for, but I 
go yeah, up. It, it, I just want to get along with you. It's a it's a great song and the production is crazy. But the Ooh. when the albums came out, they they came they kind of came out to a lukewarm reception, even overseas. Mm. What took her over the limit overseas is the is her third album where she was like she stepped back and was like yo I have creative control yeah um I'm gonna work with Raphael Sadiq she did have them do like one or two songs but because they weren't doing the full project they were salty mm. we don't talk enough about them but I don't wanna, I don't want to um I, I, I we gotta get we gotta get deeper into them at some point in time so like. Then we gotta switch like to like do a little palate cleanser. Let's talk about the fuck where you put in my phone. About this what happened? Peter Guns being the host of cheetahs. Okay, so Peter Guns about to be the host of cheetahs, fam. And I can think of nothing and there is well, nothing better. Well, make sure that you tell all the people what cheetahs is. Cheetahs is a, a are they still recording? Like are Look, you every time I catch cheetahs. So every time I see cheaters, mm-hmm. every time I see cheaters, I happen to, it's like a Saturday and I'm mm-hmm. doing something where I'm just chilling and I turn to um, VH1 by accident or is, I turn to VH1 by accident just to see if I'm going to catch like an episode of some reality foolishness mm-hmm. that I haven't been watching. And mm-hmm. um, there go, it'll be like these very, it'll look very old, but the camera work is horrible. Um, episodes of Cheaters. What's Cheaters? Cheaters is a show whereby someone will go to the equivalent of uh, the catfish fellas, but these are, instead of catfish, these are cheat. these are specialists in the cheaters realm. And they'll say, I think my spouse is cheating on me, and I need help trying to determine if it's true. And then the people, the producers of Cheaters will set up a plan. The host Mm -hmm. will set up a plan. They will follow your spouse. They will have your, they will, they will um, tap your phone. So when you're home and your spouse is calling you to tell you the lie, the the reason (laughs) why they're not home right now, (laughs) and they will have, (laughs) they will have the camera rolling on the cheater and they'll be lying. like hey, lying he'll be so, like hey baby what you doing nothing i'm just no. thinking about you meanwhile he getting in the car to drive to some bitch house no don't yeah. even no they be like stepping away from the like if they at dinner with the um the side oh, teams, with the other lady yeah they yeah. will step away and come and make the call to you and then tell you how oh baby uh you know oh, hard baby. at work Ooh. but i'll see you when i get home but this is the thing mm-hmm. so when they come now to show you what they have found they have video and they'll be like, do you remember this phone call? <laughs> <laughs> you remember so when he called you? It's oh, like, Lord. Uh, the, way we were, the best way to describe Cheetahs is it's, it's, it's uh, a gotcha show. So gotcha. it kind of ah! it catches you. And sometimes they're confronted face to face. It's not it always, always a video. It always gets to the face to face. Because this is the thing, Chantel. They'd be like. They'll bring the video. They'll show you the video. Be like, if we want to catch him in the act, we gotta go now. You gotta get in the van now. My my producers are whole. They're they're filming. They see he's at Applebee's with his with this woman. Because another component of the thing is they always 
It's never any high end kind of thing. They always the 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 low people. They they in the trailer park and ah, you were supposed to put gas in the trailer and what are you doing? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's a mess. And now we about to make it super messy because Peter Guns, Peter father Guns, hundred children, um, father of many many of a uh, father of eleven, I believe, and a lot of them are the same age. A lot of them the same age. A lot the ones that are older, like dad, please stop having children. This don't make any damn sense. Because he goes back and forth between the same two women, right? Well, you would. I would like to think that all these eleven children are from the same two women, but no, they those. Oh, it's not. No. Um. Oh, Amina and Tyra only speak. That's only five of the eleven. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but let me tell Come you, on. over the summer. While I was, you know, trying to have my little hot girl summer, I what I, was the reason? Huh? What was the reason? What was the reason? What is for? the reason for all of that? Like, come on. Let let's just be clear. I seen this man. This man. I seen the people. Like, you know how Peter Gunn serve it up, but I've seen him out and about in New York, in these streets in New York City, and I see how you know he's still out there in creep mode, and I see how these women be looking and responding to him. Mm. He might have another couple of baby mothers on the way. Mm. No, no. The show uh, Cheaters has been on for fifteen years, and they're about to be on for fifteen more. More shit. You right about that, girl. Well, when it's on, you know what? Remind me, and I'll be happy to watch. Are you going to watch the season finale of Power? I have not been watching Power. I, like, well, after a while, well, I had to come off of that. Nope, I'm gonna never come off of it. Let me explain to you why. Because I started, I'm committed, that's it. I'm in. Mm. That's it. Mm. I'm more committed to power than I've been to most of my fucking relationships in life. I gotta see how this shit ends. So here we are. One more episode, series finale. We're gonna find out who shot. Wait, when it shows. What happened? Sunday. What happened to JR? What happened to JR? Who shot JR? I can't believe it. I don't want to tell you. All right, I'm going to tell y'all my prediction because by the time you listen, whatever, it's not a spoiler. I think Tasha did it. I mean, I think Tasha you know what? Why a woman is fed up? Uh, I would. She would have every right to, uh, yes. to put some As it, it, high metal in that bomba clutch. Yes. Exactly what she said. Y'all know what that means. Everyone knows what that means. Don't text us asking us what that means. Y'all know what that means. Yo, he deserves and every, and every shot he gets. Yo, you fucked our whole family up for this fucking club. I bet I'm surprised no, that she. Want... No, I'm gonna tell you. I think Ghost fucked up his. They fucked everything up for Ghost. None of that other shit is really the thing. It's him. That's it, it's him trying to prove he's better than who he is. Who it's he really him was. Just being a selfish, egomaniac, arrogant individual. Like, Wait a minute. Let him. me find out. You're saying that he out there saying he want black excellence, but he can't do right. Mm, no mm, comment. Mm. Mm, mm. Because I want our podcast to be picked up by Revolt someday. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's go that route. I, you know what? Wait, let's go back to what we were saying. Puff may have a point. They just need to have a discussion. Hate to see it. <laughs> like, hate to see this between brothers. Sit down and talk I hope about those kings. It. Work it out. I hope those kings work it out. Yeah, work it out, kings. I know that my, you can do it. 
I know that political shit. both of you dedicated to black excellence. I know mm-hmm. that you can get done. Get her done. So, so speaking of black excellence, yeah, we had a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Super Bowl was won by the Kansas City Chiefs. And they have a black quarterback. Aye. Which is like the many times we've had a black quarterback win the Super Bowl. Um, but in more interesting news, Ciara and her husband Russell Wilson announced that they're having their third baby. Right. And I thought that might have been the case. Um he had a playoff oh, you game. Could see it? He had a playoff game and people were like, you know, I I haven't really been watching. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of peek at um the people were going wild like, oh, Sierra did a sexy dance for her husband. And when I went mm-hmm. to click on what the sexy dance was, like she was wearing a a, a, a damn suit, like a full body mm-hmm. like and I was like, wait mm-hmm. a minute. What's sexy to them about this? Well, she might be having another baby. Congratulations. Yeah, and you know she grow when she have babies. Congratulations. But, um, he wants to just be fruitful and multiply. And you know so, what? They got enough to, to do it and to have them children run around like Blue Rumi and Sir. Mm-hmm. So what did you think? Speaking of which, because I don't know, do you want to talk about this Jay-Z article in the Times or do you want to talk about that halftime show? Um, I really want to get into Jay-Z and then so let's talk about the hit halftime show because I can tell you now um, mm-hmm. I did not see it. I did. Well, how are we going to talk about it if you didn't see it? Um, I thought about that, and I thought, why you, you know, watch the people, why you ain't watch it? It was it was fifteen minutes. You want to know I mean, why I ain't watch it? Yeah, I'm going to just be very honest with you. Showed you before. Mark Anthony sings like an angel. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't even have to Uh-oh. understand. And one time, J Lo got on the stage with him, and even though you know he still sounded angelic. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. tried to take himself down 55 notches to meet J-Lo down there where she at her low ass register. And I was like, oh. I will never, I will never watch this woman try to give me a, a musical performance. I just couldn't so do it. So what about the dance steps, the boom, boom cows, the pickleball chains? I'm not into that. I'm not so much. Tell, tell me, tell me about the people thing. They, they think. Yeah, I can hear you just okay. fine. Okay. Tell me about the people them dance up. Okay. I, I, you so, know, they look amazing. Pretty dresses. I, such um, pretty dresses. I will say this. I know people really love um, Shakira. And like she's just never was big for me. So... Um, Not without Wyclef. Sorry. No, just period. Like... Um, she was she just wasn't big for me. So and it seemed like cute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all of that's cool. I like, yeah. J Lo, it seemed like the that that show was really Shakira's show. And then they threw J Lo in for like six minutes. It was very strange. Um But why was she the head they were pitching it like a J Lo show? Well, they were pitching it like a combo show. But it wasn't like a combo. It was like mostly Shakira and then Jay. It was very weird. I will say this. Like I said, Shakira is not like my music of choice, but that was not for me. That was for a broader audience. J-Lo got out there and flung her her PR flag up there and upset the people because 
she upset Puerto Ricans because apparently it is a very rare occurrence that Puerto Ricans brandish the American flag and the Puerto Rican flag at the same time. Most Puerto Ricans just... We from New York. Oh, is it I different? Know. I grew up in Elsewhere, Puerto Elsewhere because in New York. And right. I ain't never seen nobody flailing on American flag. That Puerto Rican flag seemed to be everywhere. It was ubiquitous. And, you know, much like the Trinis, because when I was, which we'll get to, when I was at the Loud um, concert, you know, people were, like, pulling out flags out of their pockets. And I looked at my friend Stacy and said, do you have one? Because I find that the Trinis tend to have the flags just tucked Let in Let me tell you something. My, my sister was hanging out with one of my best friends. You know, it was at some random party. And, you know, she wasn't... Well, you know that um, that I told Reggae, you know, the, the rockers came on. And mm -hmm. you know, the Jamaicans love their rockers and they bob oh, yeah. and they get their head to swing your back and they know all the words and, mm -hmm. you know. And but my boy, my boy Garth, right? So when she was like, oh no, I don't have my flag, he looked at her, he pulled out his wallet and he pulled his flag right. That thing was folded, like ironed and folded, and he pulled it out and he. He unfolded it and he just was swinging his flag to Bob. Okay, so yeah, did did she have the did she have she flag? She had she rag. A it was a fur jackety thingy. Wait, she had what? I, it's very. You were supposed to watch it. You did not do your homework. We cannot talk about this. We can't talk. No, about I'm not talking about J Lo. I'm talking about your home girl. No, she didn't have her flag. Also, okay, yeah. We didn't talk about the fact that Mark Anthony's daughter. Got on that stage and sang up. Down. Does she have? Does she have Mark? She got Mark stumped. What did I say? Yes. I said Mark Anthony's daughter got on the stage yes. and sang down. The, 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 when you say sang down, do you mean she tried to take her voice down mm -mm. in order to meet her mom at the low ass register? No, like they said on Twitter, she ate her mother up on stage. Why? Because my girl has it. Do you think that's the reason um, J-Lo even did the show? Oh, no. There's a part of me that says that I, it doesn't no. make sense for me that J-Lo was doing the show unless she thinks she's yes. trying to present us. Is she trying to present us? No, but why wouldn't she do it? All the mm. viewers, uh, people get to talk about her. There were things that were great. Like, remember, J-Lo was just in that movie Hustlers, so she still has okay. all her pole dancing skills. So she was uh, doing a lot of pole work. She was doing a lot of swinging and swaying and looking really pretty and doing the shit she's been doing for the last 20 years that everybody's been eating up. Um, okay, so out of curiosity, if, if Lizzo came out there, did the halftime show and did some pole work, you think that um, it would have been backlash? I would have went crazy for it, but you know what? You're not going to get me to do that. You know, <laughs> you're not going to get me to do that because you know what I'm thinking and you know what I'm thinking about. You're not going to get me to do that. Because Lizzo couldn't have done that pole work, huh? How do people say it? Lizzo, she a little doofy. She a little doofy. She not. She a little doofy. She don't seem graceful. You know, like it's not her size. It's the grace. It's something about her that knocked the whole pole to the floor. Just down, down, down. She does a good job. Look, when she does her show, she's great. But I don't know. Um, I say all that to say. I wake up on Saturday morning. And I open my my phone, and yes, I am that person. I am that type of Negro. I do have the New York Times app. The New York Times app did tell me 
that our friend and your friend and mine and our all of our friends in our head was in the New York Times, and um, that there was an article that about Jay Z and it's, the headline is Jay Z, like why is Jay Z in business with the NFL? Okay. Did you get a chance to peruse the article? I read the article. Um, I read it. I read it a couple times um, as well. Uh, one side note: the person who took the photos of him as ASAP Ferg's girlfriend. Oh, she's really she cut. She caught she her images were good. And you have to be a certain. I, I don't know if it's you have to see him a certain way, but everyone doesn't photograph him properly. And she did a really good job. Um, she got a lot of really pretty shots where he's smiling and Jay Z has really nice hands. I don't think I ever really noticed that. He has nice, nice hands, like really like long, nice, elegant hands. They're big too. Shout out to Beyonce. So, <laughs> girl, because um, yeah, when in when the people then tuxedo tuxedo pants showing off all the people. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Squeezing all the lemonade on the stage. Oh yeah, I, I'm not that. able with that. Yeah. But um, what is he gonna do? He can't help it. <laughs> very nice hands sir yeah, yeah beautiful very hands. nice hands beautiful, Big, beautiful hands. hands yeah uh. <laughs> oh man so um what's the what stood out to you about the article besides uh Ferg's girl and her <laughs> nice hands and the man nice hands okay so Jay-Z is one of those people from what I took from the article that if he thinks what he's doing is right that's it that's that I don't he think what he's... what he's doing is right he believes it Tasa believes it Jay Brown believes it Desiree believes it OG Wan believes it Everybody thinks that what they're doing is the right way to go about doing this. The intention is to, to reach back and pull up. And this is what they believe is their way to do it. The intention is to make these people commit monies to take care of or to contribute towards people in need. A hundred million what, dollars towards criminal reform. But it's over criminal justice years. reforms. So it's over 10 years. It's only $10 million a year which is a lot, but it could be a little, because I was talking to my sister about it and she made a really good point. Her point that was that it cost $5 million to get Meek out of jail. Mm. You know? But did it have to cost $5 million to yeah, get Meek well, out of jail? Because his, his case was a, a little bit really weird. weird. He's here. Yeah. Because if he wasn't here, if you would have spent four, who knows if he would have been here? So the True. idea is just that they they believe, and, and some of the article I think was a little bit too focused on other people in his team, but when they were dealing with him, his thing is like, I basically, and I'm summing up, if you want to go and look at the New York Times, if you go on the New York Times and type in Jay-Z, it's the first article that comes up. He 100% is standing by what he's doing because he truly believes that he is doing the right thing. He's not going to be quote unquote moved until he moves. And then if he's moved, he's moved kind of thing. 
Um, and that he was, he basically said he's willing to accept the um, criticism or bad press because he knows his intentions. And that another thing he said is that he's never said, he's not spoken to diminish Colin Kaepernick's movement. It's just, we need to do, I, he, I agree with him, needs to do something else. I agree with him. Yeah. So um, I know people, there's, for some reason, Jay-Z is like, like people mix Jay-Z up with Puffy. And I don't say that to be like disrespectful or whatever, but um, every time somebody recounts doing business with him, and maybe it's just the people who are only going to recount to do business with him, but there are a lot of people who recount having unexpected moments of fairness, of generosity when dealing with him. And that right. he, so, and you don't ever hear that related to the other person. So right. I'm going to uh, add I, the fact that he's a, a decent person. Decent is not, decent's not like, you know. Perfect. It's not perfect. perfect. Yeah, but I imagine he's a decent individual to know. And he seems to want to try. And some of what he's doing, maybe he's a little misguided. Maybe he's a little off. I did say, um, I forgot who I was talking to, that we need more intellectuals hanging around. So not like educated intellectuals, like studied and learned people to be in the within this these ciphers and in these circles, sort of like how someone like James Baldwin was around, like thinkers, like just really knowledgeable people to offset and to bounce some of these ideas off of some of these folks who have money and unfortunately think that their money is gonna be their great equalizer, even though we all know as black people living in America that the money doesn't equalize anything. This is what I think. I think he has a point. Like for three years, we've been doing the, the taking a knee and rocking with Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. I will not stop kneeling with Kaepernick per se. You know, I, I, it, what happened to him was wrong and he was doing the right thing, you know, by calling people, by getting people to take a look at what was going on right. in these streets with black and brown children. However, the same way we know that we can't march the same way that Dr. King marched, um, right. we have to try other things. Right. Can't continue, you know. We can't continuously try the same thing over and over again. And Jay right. saying he's willing to try this, and we know that if this doesn't work, he'll try something else. But right. he's going to try, right? Right. And I don't think that we should have a blind faith in him, no, um, or any faith in him because he's doing what he is empowered to do. And I think every man is entitled. Go ahead. Right. Every man, right? right. But every man is charged with doing the equivalent of their, you know, what, what adding what they can add. Like for me, what, what have I done? I tried to put a, a decent human into the world and now I have this decent human into the world. I'm scared of what's going to happen to my decent human. So I have to figure out a way where I can add back and make noise like I don't you know I have to figure out something to do personally mm -hmm. we don't need to follow Jay-Z I can't follow Jay-Z because I, I I can't even get in the room that he's in I have mm -hmm. to figure out what I can do right right and I'm not gonna figure out what I can do 
by watching what Jay Z's doing. Right, right. I feel you. I well, feel I you. don't disagree with him because even though it did take five million to get Meek out, they did get Meek out. Yep, yep. I you follow what I'm saying? So <laughs> he he's using. He was like, money worked last time. Let's see if right. money can work this time. Right. right. That's a really good point. That is a really good point. He's doing what he saw work. Right. The math. It's simple math. He was like, you know, we got Robert Kraft involved. We got all these people in these people who can move things in a room. I like to think I'm also someone who can move things in a room. Right. Let's see what we can do. And that's that's the NFL's hundred million dollars towards criminal justice reform. Right. That's and not to say that's the only money that's going to go towards criminal justice right. reform. That's what he got them to say they are going to add. Right. And the thing about it is that the NFL don't pay taxes anyway. So if they're going to give the money to somewhere that's going to go to a good cause and fine, good. You know. And then um, I understand that coming back to this. Uh, J Lo performance. She had a board a, a board of crisis statement. She wanted to get out, mm -hmm. and that's, they're saying that Rock Nation was like, "Eh, no thanks." But she did it, and that's why her daughter ended up on stage because the kids all came out of cages. But it was so fast again. It was, everything was just so rushed. It's very, I don't know. It was it was it was just pretty rushed. Um, I would love it if maybe maybe one year J Lo could just have the whole show to herself. Um, you know, but JLo has different platforms. She don't only have to use the NFL platform if she wants to make a statement. True, people true, true. will stop and listen. All she gotta do is put on that dress she wore with Diddy. Mm. Yeah, and people, and I know that people they, they, apparently there was a lot of backlash from a certain more conservative women that felt like that show the same shit they did to Beyonce, where and you Janet know, Jackson's nipple. Yeah, yeah. Well, not that, but the same shit they did to Beyonce. Oh, you want to be here half naked, blah, 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 blah. Like they have nothing else to do. They didn't have a problem with, uh, with Adam Levine, who we going to get to later. I hope we get to him later. What happened? Tell me. Um, are we going to get into Wayne's album? No, I mean, you could get into it because I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Oh, we could get into that later, but I'm going to need no, to I start mean, showing up. Oh, tell me, I, tell I'm going to need Wayne's album. Okay, Wayne is a very um, skilled and gifted lyricist. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. He, he is. He, he's nice. Mm -hmm. He's nice. However, his album, for me, was all over the place. Right. Okay. The beats were all over the place. Um, I, it, it can be argued that a lot of today's artists are looking up to Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can even hear where he's trying to catch up to them. Well, what you is follow your, what I'm saying? What's your highlight? Like, what did you like the most? Darn it! Let me get the track list. That I did have, I did have songs that I was like, okay, this is this is hot. This I heard is, it had a is, lot of tracks though. It's 24 tracks, and I Whoa. sat down and listened. Yeah, I sat down. I listened to each and every one. Machiavelli, what the fuck? Yeah, I listened to all of them. Um, through and through, uh, because mm. you know, for the pot, yeah, mm hmm. Thank you. I, I spent a lot of time with, with Lil Wayne, uh, 
over the weekend. Yeah, you um, that hmm. one. I, that's not my ministry. Like I'm aware. Like I spent a lot of time listening to him finally have an interview where he was talking, and I found him to be yes. hilarious. Um, I, I, I got funny. like after I got it. Like after watching him in that interview, um, I was like, it, I like him. Uh, Before he's very funny. He's he's funny. Um, mm -hmm. He's funny. It's interesting to me that he, you know how he was like. Well, I told him I needed vocal lessons, <laughs> yeah. and I went and I got my vocal lessons so I could sing on and that. He got day. it from Betty Wright, which is which. Yeah, is, yeah. Betty Wright is the voice. She right, is the vocal coach. So, so uh, would you give it another listen. Like, do you think you could find a way to add this to your rotation? What do you? Not think? all of it. All all of it will not make my rotation. Um. I liked, damn it, it was a lot of friggin' music. I'm trying to find the track list. If nothing stood out to you where in your head you're like, yo, there was a song with fill in the blank. So you're saying Adam Levine was on the album, but it wasn't Yeah, good? and that, it, I didn't like it. And I, I remember thinking to myself, why is this motherfucker on the, he's the one from Maroon 5, right? Yeah, but Adam Levine is like French fries. There's always a good time for French fries. No, I was I was I was really cool on now Adam Levine. Go listen to this. So, um, yeah, I gotta listen to this. I my little Wayne uh, work was done by me listening to the three hour podcast that he did with Nori um, for the Drink Champs podcast, which I thought was excellent. And my highlight, I it, I, I loved the, the interview. Go ahead. My highlight was Lil Wayne don't know nothing about nobody because he's somewhere minding his business. And um, when I saw the video clip of his face when they explained what Sunday service was, <laughs> Little Wayne is I am Little Wayne because I too <laughs> rolled my fucking eyes and looked around like, are you fucking kidding me? God, that shit was good. I said, this is a real motherfucker right here. He forgot the cameras were on him. Because that eye roll and that look on his face, like what? He's doing. Wait, he doing what? <laughs> he looked at him like, nah, chill. He was so thoroughly fucking over it, and I loved it. And that's all I got to say on the Little Wayne front. Do you have anything else um, you would like to my add? High, my highlight of um interview one with him talking about getting his vocal lessons. Mm -hmm. Two, with him saying when he told the story about how he got the um. The bench truck. Yeah, sorry, the Lamborghini yeah. truck and how he was like, get back on the plane. Fuck this shit. I gotta take my, my jewelry off and it. Nah, fuck this. Customer. He's a tough little customer. Well, he was like, fuck this. Is. And they yeah. was like, oh, my friend. Wait, what did he call him? My I gotta my tell special friend. Goody. All of that yeah, shit. Yeah, go ahead. Uncomfortable now. And it always did, but it more so. It makes me really uncomfortable because you know what they said, people. That. You know what's behind that. Then people mm -hmm. get it could have easily went the other way, and they'd have chopped up Little Wayne and fed him to the tigers, and we would have never seen or heard from his ass again. So I get it. That seems really powerful, but like, on whose backs did that then come? Yeah, from? I, I I don't want. You yeah, know? you I don't want you sending shit to my house. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight. Yeah, but it's just don't send shit to my house in three weeks. Yeah, it's tough stuff, but uh, I just I have to say he's a compelling figure. I hope we have him with us for a very long time. And he too talked a lot about and referred to Kobe Bryant a lot. And this was before Kobe passed as well. Um, so it's interesting. Well, you know, see, he he's a big fan. Yeah, it's interesting to see Kobe Bryant's impact. It's just highlighted, just generally. I was going to look up how many mentions he has in hip hop music, but I just hadn't didn't have the time. But and and it's going to be a lot because if somebody's talking about greatness or excellence, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they are going to reference Kobe Bryant. Yep. Facts. Here we are. Here we, we are. Um, where, where, where we going next, Finn? Well, Where's our next destination? I would say we punched through our our docket really well. I'm pretty impressed with our movements. We're kicking ass and taking names in 2020 early. Um, Excuses? Yeah, so we might as well get to the we see you of the sisters. We see you, sister. Here we are. What you sister! Got, so, today while I was at work, um, I bumped into an article. Um, who? Where's this article on the Guardian? The Guardian. Uh, yes, it's the Guardian, and the title was "Why Liberal White Women Pay a Lot of Money to Learn Over Dinner How They're Racist." Mm-mm. So when I did a little bit of a dig in, it turned to women of color who invite these women, no, who these women invite to dinner. You know, a white liberal woman will host a dinner Mm -hmm. and invite these two women. I will give you their names. Jackson. Oh. Soraya. They will invite these two women, Regina Jackson, black, and Soraya is Native American. Mm-hmm. And the, they will get to telling these white women why they're racist, even though they don't think they are racist. Wow, wow. Their about page. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is their about page. Dear white women, you cause immeasurable pain and damage to My black, Lord. indigenous, and brown women. We are here to sit down with you to candidly discuss how exactly you cause the pain and the damage. The dinners are a starting point, a place to start thinking through how you actively uphold white supremacy every minute of every day. Mm. What you do after you leave the dinner is up to you. Sincerely, Regina Jackson and Soraya Rowe. And Let's people pay Yes, yes. I need to upwards to twenty five, yeah. upwards to twenty five hundred dollars to oh discuss. What type of masochist? What? Well, go ahead, girls. Get you go ahead, to- ladies. Well, no, not just. I need y'all to see this. It's race r a c e two number two dinner dot com. These white women are racing to the dinner to find out how they are complicit. I am in so the pain. happy that and my white girlfriend would never 
they would never go to no shit like this. The, you and know why they wouldn't go to shit like this? Because they are not lazy. They are willing to do the work and do the introspection without needing a um get to getting yelled an at audience. Well, you want to hear what's funny about this? What's funny about this is they say white women, white women with a certain amount of money can walk away from anything, but they have been taught not to walk away from the dinner table. And that's why we bringing their ass to the dinner table to let them know about they self. What the fuck? I'd be, I'd be sitting Yo, on the phone like, are we fucking I, serious? One, is are we fucking serious? And two, I'm sure every time they host and it comes and the whole dinner table is full, they're like, what is yeah. this? I want to sit and watch people cry over no fucking salary. No so salary I'm, okay, so wait, because I'm looking at their rate and I, no shade, because they're doing something I don't have it in me to do. <sighs> to, um, to sit and teach anybody about my pain or my suffering. Mm. Especially when it's at, I don't or have perform, it in me. Or perform your pain and suffering for, I can't even do it. My, my, my we see you sis is wildly different. It is. The, it is, I was on my timeline, slide, um, what's the word? I was scrolling through my Instagram stories and I was so, like, I'm try- like shocked to see one of my childhood neighbors was featured in an article in Atlanta. Shamika, Chef Shamika, um, she has a business called Brunch for Two, and mm-hmm. she was featured. She is a personal chef who does a brunch events. I think the brunch events start at two, and her Instagram is her Instagram is brunch the number four and two. And it looks like she is serving up some yummy food. And it was just really dope to see her being featured. I mean, you know, we all make fun of people moving to Atlanta and blah, 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 blah. But there are some people with the vibes who go down to Atlanta and turn that bitch out. And I'm sorry to say it, but it seems like a lot of times they do come from the five boroughs. Shout out to New York, going to Atlanta, turning it out. Shamika is down there. She is a personal chef. She's making her way. She's a mom. Um, I'm not sure if she's a wife, but she's a mom taking care of her kids and feeding the people. And I just wanted to shout her out and say, we see you, sis. Um, Shamika, Shamika's best friend, Shamina, grew up on my block. And I've watched them grow up. So to watch her be like an adult and like doing her thing is just fucking awesome. And I just wanted to shout them out, shout her out. And make it known that I do see her. Well, look at that. Two, three sisters, three sisters, three, three sisters serving, serving yeah, up some food. The flip side of the food. That's why I thought. When the I flip you, side I, of I food. Like, God, mine is totally the opposite of that. It is 100% feeding you with love and not bringing any political drama to you. Or any flagellation, because that shit sounds like some little SM bullshit. Those women wanting to get yelled at over fucking steak and goddamn palm frites or whatever. Fuck right. out of here. Read a book, bitch. But, but you know, it, to me, I'm just like, I know I don't have what it takes to do that because I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing it. But you could make coin any kind of way, huh? I see so. 
I mm. see. Mind so, you, they, they do donate the monies. Mm-hmm. Sure. But they still got to get paid for their time. For sure. Because you, you know how much it costs to get one of these sisters? Mm. $150 each. And if you want them together, $300 mm. per hour. Mm. Wow. I'm mad mm. at you, sisters. I just couldn't do it. But I'm yeah, not mad at you. Why? I'm glad somebody's doing it. They got to be high as fuck throughout that bullshit. I'm glad somebody's doing it. So and I was like, it needs to be told. Go ahead. I guess it needs to be told, but it ain't gonna be me to do the telling. And like and I said, not, so, I, ain't got, I ain't got it in me. I'm so fucking happy that my white girlfriends would never, never. What the fuck? Oh. Like, if you gotta hire, if you gotta hire the blacks to tell you something, you already, you don't you have know, white girlfriends. You don't have well, no, but you if you gotta hire black people to tell you anyway, I can't do it. I can't get into Fib, it. It's, can you it's, imagine? No, you like Jessica, <laughs> Jessica come to you to tell you, Mm-mm. you know what Mm-mm. I'm doing? What are you doing this weekend, Chantel? No. I'm just going to do no. a couple of this and that. And then she you said, What about you, Jessica? And she'd be like, I'm going to race to dinner. <laughs> what? Jessica would no. never. Shout out to Jessica. Jessica that, we, that yeah, that you know, we give her her uh her shout yeah, out because she didn't get it last time, did she? I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to All Jessica. Right. That's two. Two Jessica's 2020. So she got her two. Um you got anything else or are we are we about to wrap this episode up? We wrapping up this episode, friend. Yeah, I mean I think we really talked to you guys about a whole lot of shit. Um, your girls are tired. We are working our titties uh, to the bone. Breast. Th- that too. And um, we are out here hustling, scratching and surviving and shucking and jiving and doing all of the things. So I want to always thank everybody for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, review, and refer. Subscribe, rate, review, and refer. So to subscribe, you go on to whatever platform you listen to this and click the subscribe button, rate. If you got some time, give us some rates. If you put anything that is higher than five stars, we will read it on the show. And that shout out and word to Rod and Karen. And I want you to share. So that means that you need to share us on your socials. Tell people about us, tell a friend to tell a friend. And when you get a chance and you're on your socials and we're doing something fun, refer us shoot us over into your little timelines um, on your spaces and places and show your people some love, man, because this thing grows by you guys allowing it to grow by telling people what we're doing and that you like it, that you love it, that you want it and that you need it and that you need other people to hear it so y'all can talk about it. Um, Thanks. Uh, on Instagram, we are Termagent Talk. Um, on Facebook, we are Termagent Talk as well and on gmail you can email us at termagenttalkpod at gmail.com feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions um any queries any uh thought processes if you want to send puffy our number so you can put us on the boat this would be a good time to do it we're ready I could work two jobs for a while because I don't know if puffy pays so I'm not leaving my day uh, job. yeah I don't know no, I don't know yeah, yeah. no you're gonna have to mm. pick me up Send me with a car service after hours. I need to do my main job first. Do you want to say bye to the people, ma'am? 
Bye, y'all. You know, it's always a great time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. But bye. 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 Bye.